Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You better believe it. It's the week that was with Joe Palmisano on News Talk. Your love taking me higher than it's ever been tempted before. Now I got the background. Here we go. Wait, wait. I got this. You ready? Your love keeps lifting me. Keeps on lifting me. I love that song. Who wrote that? Who, who performed that song? You know, I don't remember. I have to think about this. I really have to think about this. But we don't have time for me to think about it forever. I'll think about it. Don't. I, it couldn't be, I don't think it's Al Wilson. I don't think it's Al Wilson. But It's a Wilson. It is? Yeah. Wow. I knew it was a Wilson. Wilson! Remember? It's actually the volleyball that performed it. Yeah. Wilson! After he got off the island with Tom Hanks, he, he time-traveled in the DeLorean back that's, to the 60s to write this song. That's what I was going for. All right. You're not the first one. What Wilson is it? Jackie. Oh, Jackie Wilson. That's right. Doggone it. I knew it was a Wilson. Wilson. Uh, sports. What happens with Robert Kraft now? I don't know. I mean, First I, of all, are you rushing to judgment? What, on Robert Kraft? Yeah. Probably. Why? <laughs> Why would you rush to judgment? We've seen so many things like this that... that he says he's innocent. He said he never, never did have, I never had sex with that woman. I did not have sexual yeah. relations. He said he didn't. He said he didn't. His attorney is coming out and saying he's innocent. I mean, there's. he's twice been videotaped. Well, like, I, have you seen the videotapes? I haven't. I mean, no. I, haven't, I haven't gone looking for All right, it, though. So if he did it, and now, not only is this not a, not only this isn't just a your one of the mill, house of ill repute. This is these are, these were sex slaves. These were women that were brought here, under false pretenses and made, sex slaves. That's the problem I have with this whole thing. What are you looking at interiors? No, I'm I'm looking to see. I searched Robert Kraft videotape to see if it exists. I don't think it it does exist, but I don't think it's on public domain yet. Sure, sure. All right, so I mean, I suppose so, the I, so what I, happens if he's guilty of uh, paying for sex? A 77 year old man, he's guilty for paying at a house of prostitution. 
What I mean, happened? I suppose he's no different than most other rich men at that age. Because I'm guessing most... His wife died. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing most rich guys at that age do pay for sex. Well, there's a lot of poor guys that pay for sex. I mean, that's... that's you well, know. no, I know. I'm just saying, like, I think... You know, I mean, well, they said also in this story, John, they said he's not the most prominent name. They haven't revealed the most prominent person yet who has actually got arrested with this group. There were 12 men arrested in this group. I wonder who that name is. I don't know. I kept thinking Donald Trump. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> you know, but I don't know. Is that us passing judgment on Trump, then? Yeah. Well, I, that, because, that, because I just have to admit that's the first name that came to my mind. Yeah, because it was the first name that came to my mind, okay, too. Okay, all right. Well, that has, uh, you know, I, I don't know who the who the person is, but there's 12 people. Um, and, and will he be, should he be allowed to continue to own the, I think so. I, I think I think the investigation needs to play itself out. Thank you. And and see where it goes and see what's I guess true, what's false, how much interaction he had with it. If it was him just paying for sex, that's not as big an offense as if he had a role in some of it in some way. And again, we don't know any of that. So oh, yeah. Right now, it is what it is. It's a headline. It's a big headline because it just so happens to be... Robert Kraft. Yeah. And if it wasn't Robert Kraft, it would probably just be swept under the rug. Yeah. So, all right, now... Somebody did say that since he was involved in a a sex ring operation that the Patriots got another ring. That's cheap. Well, it happens. I know. All right, let's move on to the young man from Duke. Oh, Zion. Zion Williamson. Blows out his shoe. First Nikes in big. They lost like $1.1 billion off their stock after he blew out his shoe. Sure. And that stock will be back within a week. Yeah, it will. It will. But it was a hit. I mean, when a star like that blows out a shoe and just blows it out. I mean, that was unbelievable. So now, should he come back and play for Duke? Yes. A hundred percent, yes. But will he? We're seeing it more and more. College players aren't taking it anymore. College players aren't buying into the system anymore. Play, play Cousins. Uh, what's his name? Demarcus Cousins. Demarcus Cousins, and what he says about it, if you could. Well, knowing what I know now, college is bull. College basketball, NCAA is bull. So, uh, my advice to him is do what's best for you and your family. Yeah, obviously, college is. You can't really. It, it does nothing for you at this point. Uh, you're proving you're, you know, the number one pick coming out. You're proving your talent. You know, you're ready for the next level. It's, it's happening. That's my opinion. Knowing what I know now, obviously, when I was at that age, you know, you enjoy the moment, you enjoy the, the experience and all that. But I mean, there's so many risks involved to get to the ultimate goal, which is, you know, this level. So. Uh, just do what's best for him and his family. Is that opinion from things you've seen since you entered the league? Or That's good. Uh, just I, 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 there are more and more. We saw it with Nick Bosa. That bothered me, by the way. But keep well, going. but it's, you're going to see it more and more. How many guys skip bowl games? Yeah. Now, yeah. How many? And now the NBA 
is is talking seriously about lowering the draft age from 19 to 18. That's that ruins Kentucky's basketball program. That ruins many of these programs now that are trying to compete with Kentucky with the one and done stuff where you go into a school. My belief, John, is that if you go to college, I'm listening. I'm just looking for something that I was I was talking you, about. This I know you're listening. You can't help but listen. It's compelling. It is. I, if you are, uh, if you go to college, go to college. Go to college to get a degree. Figure out the NBA is getting it right. They're basically saying we're going to draft. We're going to lower the age to 18, so that if you don't want to go to college. You can go right into the NBA. You don't have to do this sham where you go to college for a year and then have to wait and go into the NBA. I love it because college needs to be college. It needs to be a place you go to get educated. And, oh, by the way, you play a sport. It doesn't need to be a proving ground to 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 get ready for the draft in the NFL or the NBA. So I, I, I love it. I, I think he should now say the heck with it. Just to, just, to, just to mess with the NCAA. Just to make it show that it's a scam. I just... Um, I'm, I've always been bothered by the thought of pain college athletes well how much money is uh, is the ncaa making on zion williams i get that they're making a ton of money on this kid i get it and i get the reason that people paid twenty five hundred dollars to go was to see him oh and by the way how much does a school make because he wears a nike shoe i know i know and there's a lot of money involved in it and i do believe that there's a resolution that can come from all of it where both sides of the argument can be happy. I just, I'm bothered by it because the regular college student who is, you know, I had a buddy who was in the musical theater program at Otterbein, and he undoubtedly, because of his talent, brought money to the school by his performances. Yeah, but he didn't bring that kind of money. He didn't, but I guess the point is, is that he's on Broadway now. Okay. And and he's made it to the to the top of the food chain. Okay. And it's like at that point it's like shouldn't he get paid as well? Shouldn't like the theater student get paid just because the athlete gets paid too? I mean it's yeah, like give him a percentage of what they bring in. I'm fine with that. You know, I'm just give like, him a percentage of what they bring in. So like, if he brings in five hundred dollars for a theater performance at Otterbein, give the cast a percentage of that. I'm all for that. Okay. I mean I see and I guess to me, if you could come to that resolution where, you know, athletes are getting paid a stipend and college kids are also getting paid a stipend for what they do, if it's performance-based, then I guess you would have a fair discussion. You know, I mean, obviously the athlete is going to make far more because it brings in far more money at most schools. But, you know, I guess I'm just saying, like, the argument that, like, and you were a college athlete, so you know better than I do. But the argument that, like, you know, you don't have enough time, you're poor, you you can't afford it's true. money. It is true, but it's also true for every other college kid. Uh, yeah, but the difference is this. 
you ask a lot of kids. There were a lot of my teammates that came from places like Miami, Florida, that that didn't have a dime. My first roommate, Sherman Miller, who is still a dear, dear friend, an African-American kid from, from Miami, Florida, in the worst part of Miami, he gets brought to Iowa State University. He has no clothes except the athletic gear that they give him. He has no food. My mom and dad used to bring care packages to me when we first started. When they, and then Sherman would sneak in my closet. So my mom and dad started buying him clothes, buying him food so that he could eat. That you, A normal college kid goes to college with the finances to go to college most of the time. An athlete who is brought into a school for a scholarship is given that scholarship, told that he cannot work, he cannot work, he cannot make any money on the side, he can't do any of this stuff. He, you, You're restricted in so many ways that you are stuck. We got $15 a month for laundry in the NCAA. You ate at training table, yes, but that training table closed at night and you had nowhere else to go. <clears throat> now, it's was, a little bit different now. I was unaware of the the fact that you couldn't work. You can't go out and earn. A, you can't go out and work. You can't. At least that's how it was when I was there. And and plus, the average student isn't making the university millions and millions of dollars. I suppose the biggest issue that I have with it, too, and, and I think it's, a problem from top to bottom in sports. And I think high school is the level where it's less of a problem than other places. Well, but, but now they're starting to give kids scholarships in their ninth grade. Sure, but I think the issue with all of it that bothers me is that there's, and I know, you get recruited where you get recruited, you go there, you play where you play, but there seems to be a lack of, like, I don't know if loyalty is the right word, but, like, there used to be a reason why you wanted to go to Duke. Bingo. You know, there used to be a reason why you wanted to go to North Carolina. You're answering my argument. You're 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 agreeing with me. Do you think those guys that go to Duke, go to Kentucky for a year, really care about the University of Kentucky? I guess they don't. They really don't. They care about showcasing their talent and getting the heck out of there. Do you think they care about getting a degree? No, not really. And and fine, because they're going to make millions and millions of dollars out there. That's fine. They'll make more than the average college student will ever make. And that's fine for most of them. Some of them won't. Some of them will get injured. Some of them will get cut. You know, but they're not there for, let's, let's get back to where we need to be. Educating kids who want to be educated and making the sports teams fit into that paradigm versus saying okay we're gonna we're gonna bring in a kid for a year and he's gonna go somewhere i i think it's a it's a convoluted mess and it takes advantage mostly of african-american kids it does and 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 that is wrong to me because they don't care the people in power do not care that they're educated they don't they want them there to make money for the university. Simple. It's just such a 
See, and and the problem is is that I feel as though the the idea of just you know going to college, playing, and then you know leaving for a year and and all of those things. I mean that I I just think there's a problem in sports right now with like how you can like jump and do whatever you want to. You know, even at the professional level, like you can be loyal to a team for a couple years and then leave and then you know and and i know that and i know that that's at a larger scale but like it's happening everywhere now yeah it's happening in high school it is it's happening in college because now you've got the transfer portal what does what does yeah what the hell even is that i get what it it's is it's a you new put, thing you, that the NCAA yeah, you put your name in a in a hat and no you, you don't put it in a hat you basically say no, I'm i know transferring I know. you go into this portal and the NCAA declares that you're in this portal. Anybody can recruit you again. It's just it's it's bothersome because, as not as a reporter, not as a broadcaster, but as a fan, Ali and I have this discussion all the time. What do you root for anymore? If you're a fan of the Cavaliers, like they stink now because LeBron decided to bolt town again and go to LA. But he has that right. He does have that right. But it's like it seemed like back in the day and again I know we're talking like Larry Bird, you know, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan time, which wasn't that long ago really. In Jordan's case, it was like 15 16 years ago, but players didn't used to do that. Right. You were drafted by a team and you played with that team whether you won a championship or not yeah. it didn't matter because you played for that team and you had loyalty to that team and that fan and, base but did that team have loyalty to you did that school have loyalty to you did that did did why not put the power in the hands of the people who are actually in the arena who are actually going through the struggles who was who's I, I, you know, I quote the Theodore Roosevelt, the the man whose face is marred in blood and sweat and mud, the man who strives valiantly. You know, why not put the power back or into the hands of those people? Why should they be stuck in a situation that's bad, either in a school? Hey, I go to a school and I'm the top quarterback and the next year they bring in another top quarterback yeah. who's better than me, yeah. and he beats me out. And and yeah, I mean Tate Martell is the perfect example bingo. of that. He went to Ohio State because I think in his mind he wanted to play for Ohio State, you know. And now he's not going to get that opportunity because Justin Fields put his name in a transfer portal and right. was given eligibility. Right. You know, I don't know. I just it seems like. It seems like at all levels, and again, high school is the level where it's happening the least, but it is happening. Mm -hmm. It seems like all levels of sports have started free agency, where like at the end of the year, you can just say, well, if you're a running back at McKinley, you can say, I don't want to play for McKinley anymore. I want to go over to Glen Oak. Anything, in my mind, anything that wreaks havoc in the NCAA is good with me, because that is the most corrupt institution in the entire world, in the entire world, it rivals what they do at soccer, and that is pretty corrupt. FIFA or whatever that organization is, yeah, it rivals that. With with Seth Blatter, that guy that was like in charge of it a couple of years ago. Seth Blatter, 
Yeah, you don't remember him? Sepp Blatter, he was like the like head of the like soccer organization. You like gotta his, get a break. I in like here. his brother full. All right. We'll come back with more of the week that was right after this. It's the week that was with Joe Palmasolo. Okay, John, our number two of the week that was. I just wanted to say, if you wanted to get any high school basketball scores from last night, go to our website, because they're all up there. McKinley lost. That was our radio game to St. V, so... Yeah, and plus you're going to give it at the bottom of the hour. Now. I will. You, I will. We, we, we talked long last time. We so. did. We talked long. We're going to talk a little bit more, because I want to get into one more thing with you. Martina Navratilova, who everyone knows is... Uh, She's a, a groundbreaking lesbian athlete. She she comes out. She's open about it and and is respected for it. But she came out this week and she uh, talked about uh, transgender athletes. And she kind of started a controversy, a firestorm within the lesbian and gay community, because she said to put a transgender. And it's most basic, a man, to decide to be a female. You take hormones, if required by whatever sporting organization is concerned, and everything in sight, and per- perhaps you make a, uh, all the, you break all the records and all this stuff, but she went on to say that it's, it is not fair. She said, simply reducing hormones, hormone levels, the prescription most sports have adapted does not solve the problem. A man builds up muscle and bone density as well as a greater number of oxygen-carrying blood, red blood cells from childhood. Training increases the discrepancy. Indeed, if a male were to change gender in such a way as to eliminate any accumulated advantage, he would have to begin hormone treatment before puberty. And she goes on to say, and, and the reason I bring this up, it was a big story for her to come out and do this, but transgender boy wins the state wrestling title in Texas for the second year in a row. Um, also, another transgender, So it was a girl, transgender girl, that won the state wrestling. She... He, he, she what she competed in the women's wrestling tournament okay. in Texas, and she won it two years in a row. There's another person, girl, in Connecticut, who broke, shattered the hundred meter dash and the two hundred meter dash records in winning the state championship in track. Now I saw pictures of both these women, these people. All right. And they both, one was extremely muscular, the wrestler, and the, the, the track athlete looked like Herschel Walker. Huge thighs. I mean, so my question to you is, as a young man, I have a real, I have heartburn with this. Because the wrestler competed as a men's wrestler the season before and didn't do very well and then won the state championship twice in a row 
as a girl in the in the women's wrestling should this be allowed look at that guy or girl it is certainly a uh a slippery slope to go down and i don't know i don't know what the correct answer is for it because if you are transgender and you do you know change sexes i mean you you identify yourself as if you were a man and then you become a woman you identify yourself as a woman so, so if i did that i could compete even if, and and then they said you take the hormones but like martina navratilova is saying she says she goes on to say this john hundreds of athletes who have changed gender by declaration and limited hormone treatment have already achieved honors as women that were beyond their capabilities as man men especially in sports in which power rather than skill is paramount she talked about somebody named mckinnon as just one example that may uphold the International Olympic Committee's charter, which holds that the practice of sport is a human right, but is surely unfair on women who have to compete against people who are biologically still men. It's a, it's a big deal to me. It's a, it's a muddied water that is not fair. If I was a, a father or mother of a woman competing in track against Herschel Walker? I would be upset. Yeah, that's why I'm saying there's there's a really slippery slope here, you know, because you don't want to you you don't want to offend. Oh, here we go. But I'm saying I'm I'm just saying from a standpoint of this you don't want to offend the transgender community. You don't. Well, why? Because you just don't. It's wrong. It's wrong. I mean, that may very well be so the case. You offend, you offend, so you risk offending someone by, and, and rather than offend a group, you're going to unfairly pit that person against women who have trained hard who can't compete. And you're going to lose state. I mean, this guy broke two state records in the 100. This guy, this girl broke two state records in the 100 and 200 meters. That will never be probably beaten again. I It's just something I had to get off my chest. I'm not asking you to... to answer this question for me no i know but i mean it's 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 a difficult discussion it's it's to me it's not you've got callers on this by the way let me you want right, to go these? ahead let's see yeah go ahead take the call what's your name please hello yeah joe it's tom hi tom hey, let the women wrestle the women the men wrestle the men and the transgenders wrestle the transgenders it's not a bad Simple idea that nobody gets offended and Game on. Well, hey, they were going to do that. The the OHSAA was going to do that with Catholic schools and and parochial schools and public schools and separate out two state championships. They could do that. Sure. And then the transgenders will find that there's not many to wrestle. That's the only way. That's the only way you can do this and be fair about it. That's true. And then you don't offend anybody. Then you don't offend anybody. Have a good day. Thanks, Tom. 
What do you think about that? Uh, I was going to say, I mean, this this almost hinges upon the idea of um, public versus private. You know, it really does. I mean, because it's like if you're, if you are a woman competing in wrestling and then a transgender woman competes in wrestling, you know, along with you, I mean, obviously, as was said, I mean, there is going to be an advantage based on the fact of, you know, muscular build and whatnot, you know, but I mean, I... (laughs) I don't know. It's it's just it's it's a it's an interesting it's a fascinating discussion. It's, you a, another... ter- it's a terrible discussion that we're even having this discussion because it it's 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 crazy. Our world is crazy. Let's take this call. What's your name, please? It's Larry. How you doing, Joe? Good, Larry. Listen, it's so many double standards. A woman could play uh, as a kicker on a football team even as a woman, but a man couldn't go join the girls' volleyball team. It's That's true. Wrong. That's true. That's a good point. That's I mean, a very good point. You know, we could a I man couldn't go run as a woman in a in a woman's track meet. I mean, they could compete with us. I mean, this is the whole world is double standard. But I have a question for you. Yeah. If a if a transgender person has a child, does that make them a transparent? <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> you have to. You, you have to admit that was pretty funny. He should keep his day job. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, I, I just I I believe that you're you. I I think it, it, it I Martina if you know Martina Navratilova has taken a lot of heat from the LGBTQ community because of this because she as an athlete realizes the difference and realizes the unfair advantage that women have. And, and Larry's right. Think about this. We, we make a big deal about a woman playing football. Yeah. But we would ostracize a man who said, I want to be on the women's volleyball team. Right? Yeah. Odd, I, isn't it? I suppose in most cases, though, and I mean, I've I've discussed this before with someone that if you line 10 people up in a room and they were all like, let's say high school age and you had two or three people that were transgender in that crowd, I don't know that people would be able to tell the difference between that. You like, would if they competed. I mean, you would in that case, but if well, you're... that's what I'm talking about. But I'm if not talking about normal life. No, I'm I know, not talking but, about but if math scores. But, well, I get that. But if you're a woman, I mean, like, if you're a woman, then you compete in women's sports. Yes. If and you're so a man, if you're a man by birth... Yeah, but you're not anymore once you're transgender. You identify you, as a woman. But you still... I don't care what you identify as. You're still got, like, like she says... You still have the bone density, the muscle mass, all the things that went into being a man. I'm just saying that's where the problem lies. That's where that's well, where the discussion Somebody's got to have the cojones to say, "Hey, look, this isn't going to work." You know, my my daughter is getting beat by 15 yards in a 100-meter dash. By a, 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 a girl who looks like Herschel Walker. You saw the wrestler. Yeah. 
Where was the the runner at? What state was that in? Connecticut. If you saw a picture of this person, she has legs like Herschel Walker. I mean, in no, look at her running. Look at a picture of her running. She's killing people. She broke records. State records. Anyway, I just wanted to get that out. It's a very, as I said, it's a very slippery slope. What's a slippery slope? It's a slippery slope because we're, the, the slippery slope comes from the fact that we're opening up a Pandora's box that will never be closed. What's going to happen if a man, if a boy in high school decides, I want to play volleyball on the women's team? Would they let him? Yeah, but most schools have like no. But volleyball. would they let him? He wants to. He but he can't compete with the men. He doesn't make the team. So I'm going to go. I want to be on the women's team. Would we applaud him for that? Would you? Again, I think. It's would you di- applaud him for that? But it's different. No. Would you applaud him for that? I don't know. I don't do, know. How did I you would... applaud? Do you applaud the women who kick on the men's team? I do. Why wouldn't you applaud the male who's the setter on the female team? I don't know. Interesting, isn't it? I just These think are that, things you need to think about. I just think it's different when you involve transgender. I really do think it's different in that case. All right, let's, say, let's just say he's not transgender. He just can't make it on the boys' team, so he's going to the girls' team. Then I guess he's not good enough. Well, he's good enough to play with the women. He makes the team. Wouldn't you applaud him? Good for you. You've broken ground. But in most cases of a female going out to kick for a team, it's typically the coach searching through the school saying, we don't have a kicker. You play soccer. You're a great kicker. Come kick for us. But we applaud it. We make it a big deal. We talk we do. about no, it. No, we do. We, we do. Talk, oh, it's a girl kicking. Oh, what a great kick. And I went to high school with a girl that was like that. And she's, she's a friend. And, okay. And, and I mean, I, you know. You applauded her for it. I did. I did a story. It was groundbreaking. I did a story about her. Okay. So, should work both ways, right? Stay tuned. We have to to come... Well, we're going to the bottom or what? We can keep talking for a couple minutes. All right. I just wanted to bring that up. I don't want to... um, My whole point in this was because of Martina Navratilova coming out. And and basically, kind of... uh, throwing a, a, a cold water on the whole as a as a prominent lesbian herself uh, open lesbian came out and and I bet there's a lot of gay and lesbian people I know a couple that that I think would feel the same way as me that somehow there's got to be a handle on this you know, and, and the whole gender thing and the whole declaring that I'm this. Now, that person competed as a man, the one who won two state Texas championships in women's wrestling. First of all, I didn't even know there was women women's wrestling. Is there yeah, women's wrestling either. in Ohio? 
I don't think so. I think okay. that's a select state thing. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, it's interesting. I made you think. No, you did. And and I just, I, as I said. You can't keep saying slippery slope. No, I'm not. I'm not going to say that again. My whole thing is that it's different <laughs> when it involves someone who is transgender. I truly believe that it is. Yeah, but you just said it would be different if a male went to a female sport versus the female kicking on the men's football team. So it had nothing to do with transgender. It has to do with gender that you choose that should be able to move into a different arena. We cheer women when they do that. In fact, we spent too much time this year at a football game talking about a girl kicker when really she's just a kicker. And and she's called on to do her job on that team. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. But I have problem with making it a bigger deal than it is. I do. And I would have a I would have a problem with somebody saying my son who can't make the men's team wants to play for the women's team. And someday John this is going to come up. Someday it's going to happen. Someday a man is going to say, a boy in high school is going to say, if a woman could play football and kick, then I should be able to play setter on the women's volleyball team. And what do they do at that point? What does the OHSAA and the high school do at that point? Do they commit a double standard? It's going to be interesting. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. We'll see what happens. Somebody will be the groundbreaker in that. So you made me think. I give you credit with that. You made me think. (laughs) Thank you. Excited to hear it all. It's the week that was with Joe Palmisano on News Talk 1480 WHBC. I will say it again, and I hope Gladys Knight is listening. I always wanted to be a pip. I could do it. I could do it. Um, it is 39 degrees outside. You're looking for a high of 46. Um, John, I'm. You you mentioned it during the break, and. I'm going to move on to another subject now that's going to make your head explode. But great. But I, uh, <clears throat> I, you know, we talked about maybe getting Tim Street on next week. I'm putting I, you I'm on not, the spot. No, I'm not going to do it. Do it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't because it's I'll because it's I'll your discussion. It I, I want you to have the discussion. I'll do it when I come back. It's your show next week. Mark Miller and I are going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. Just have fun. Yeah. Yeah, just have fun. We're probably going to spend the majority of time talking about Baker Mayfield, so That's fine. Just That's because. Fine. All right. Maybe I'll get maybe I'll get Mark to talk politics. Ooh, that'd be great. Mark Miller, I'll, I'll see I'll see which side of the aisle he leans down. Why? Who cares? Why are you labeling? No. <laughs> I just want to find out. All right. I wanted to get into this, by the way. I wanted to get into this whole thing of uh Jussie Smollett, um, <clears throat> because when it came out um, that 
this took place, I want you to listen to this montage of all the major media outlets when this happened. Beaten with a noose around his neck and hospitalized. Empire star Jesse Smollett was the victim of a vicious, racist, and homophobic attack. His attackers hurled racial and homophobic slurs. Two people yelled racist and homophobic slurs. Racial and homophobic slurs. Not only homophobia, we're talking about racism, we're talking about hate with steroids. They are looking for two suspects who were apparently wearing Make America Great Again hats. The offenders uttered, this is MAGA country. The hate crime went down early this morning in Chicago. Officials are investigating the alleged assault as a hate crime. And now police say they're investigating this as a possible hate crime. Anyone attacked in a hate crime like this is an outrage. This is, this is stomach turning mine boggling mm -hmm. information. It's, it's out of control. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi tweeting the racist homophobic attack on Jesse Smollett is an affront to our humanity. And Senator Cory Booker said the vicious attack on actor Jesse was an attempted modern day lynching. Kamala Harris calling the attack an attempted modern day lynching. But I'm so shaken by the story. This is horrible to report. This is a horrible story. I like this is a horrible story. Yeah. I mean, the circumstances wow. are just horrific. Horrendous and unacceptable. Absolutely despicable. Yeah, a lot of people can't believe this is actually happening in 2019. It's hard to believe that we're reporting, that we're even saying words like this in 2019. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and this is America in 2019. Yeah. That's what happened as soon as the story came out. Many others came out and said... Uh, other things. Hatred, inequality, racism, discrimination continue to course through this country's veins. Uh, that may be true, but this wasn't the case. Uh, rapper T.T.I., I don't know who he is, came, uh, condemned the attack on our people and said, this hit, the, the, the hits won't stop until we hit back. Revolution is imminent. Do these people know what they're inciting? Do these people understand, these media people who rush to judgment, understand what they are doing? After it turned out that he, Jesse Smollett, had actually orchestrated and paid, first of all, we find out within a couple days, that the two people who attacked him were Nigerian. They weren't MAGA hat guys, or so to speak. They were Nigerian brothers who were paid, who told the FBI immediately and the, and the people in, in Chicago that where they bought the, the rope for the noose that they were paid by Jesse Smollett to orchestrate this whole thing, to beat him up, to put the noose around his neck. And then when they tried to come at, and, and find out, notice that you don't hear anything, no apologies, no I'm sorry. Cory Booker, they tried to get him to comment on this, and he wouldn't comment on it. Instead, diverted the subject into something else. So it turns out that once again, there is a rush to judgment. 
This is where we are in 2019. That the narrative is more important than the truth. If a story, whether true or false, happens, the media rush to convict, assail, denigrate before knowing the facts. This has happened time after time after time. From the Duke lacrosse team to Juana Brawley, the students at Covington Catholic, and now Jesse Smollett. When did we stop waiting for the facts before rushing to judgment? And when the facts turn out to be different from the narrative already screamed over every medium possible, there are no apologies, no retractions, and no remedy for those who have been wronged. All that is left is permanent damaged lives and a total mistrust of the media and what is actually truth. Those who use race and gender and predetermined biases to direct the stories they give are doing so at the risk of themselves and the very society that they represent. They foster anger and division at a time when they can be an agent of healing and unity. This is a constant, a con, a uh, conscious and despicable decision that they are making. This is where we are in 2019. And we need to look squarely in the eyes of the culprits before and those who choose the paths of division before we rush to judgment ourselves. At that, politicians of both parties who use division and anger as a tool to retain power are part of this. My hope is that the false narrative portrayed loudly regarding Jesse Smollett and the $125 million, or or I think it's $250 million lawsuit filed by the Covington Catholic student against the Washington Post will end this practice, but that is merely wishful thinking. Because when L. Sharpton was fined over $10,000 that he had to pay to the Duke lacrosse team for his part in smearing them falsely, that didn't stop it. I have, a, a, I have something I want to read to you that comes a lot of it from a guy named Conrad Black, who is um, one of the most prominent financiers in Canada and probably one of the leading publishers, newspaper publishers in the world. And I am paraphrasing a lot of what he gave me, a lot of what he wrote. The most imminent and dangerous public scandal in American history is finally cracking open like a ripe watermelon. The broad swath of the Trump-hating media that has participated in what has amounted to an unconstitutional attempt to overthrow the government are becoming reduced to reporting the events and revelations of the scandal in which they have been complicit in. 
in a ho-hum manner to impart the misinformed public that this is a routine as that all the stuff is routine as the stock market fluctuations or burning an American flag in Tehran. For more than two years, the United States and the world have had two competing narratives that an elected president of the United States was a Russian agent from the Kremlin and who the Kremlin helped elect and its rival narrative that senior officials of the Justice Department, FBI, CIA, and other national intelligence organizations had repeatedly lied under oath, misinformed federal officials, and meddled in partisan political matters illegally and unconstitutionally and had effectively tried to influence the outcome of a presidential election. And then when it failed, undo its results by falsely propagating the narrative that it is obvious and indisputable that the second narrative is correct. I have a story of a, uh, of a lady. This was in Falmouth, Mass. And we're going to take a break in a second. Falmouth, Massachusetts. Who was charged with attacking... And actually striking a man wearing a MAGA hat. Now, you ha- we have to look in the mirror. And you have to ask yourself, if, if a hat causes you to become angry and judge that person, or if someone's pants are too low and you think that it's not good that their pants are too low, and you judge that person because his pants are too low or because he wears a particular shirt or she wears a particular shirt or or your color of your skin or how you speak or your handicap and you judge and you hate. You have to look at yourself in this. And we also have to look at victimhood because we are in this rush to judgment that we've done and in the rush to get the narrative out there you heard all the news all the all the media rushing to this and then where is the media now where are the stories saying it was wrong people have a vested interest in keeping us divided. And any story that divides us should be examined skeptically until the results are in, until we find out the truth. And the mistrust of the media at this point is, is very well warranted, I believe. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's the week that was with Joe Palmasolo. Let's continue with um, what is going on in our country. Who is actually causing the hate, the division? 
I mean, let's look at everything that has transpired. The extent of almost criminal misconduct of former law enforcement, intelligence chiefs, is now notorious. And there are, people are bragging about this now. They're actually coming out with books. You know, Andrew McCabe came out with a book now where he actually talked about sitting with Rod Rosenstein and actually going through and 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 coming up with figuring out how they could get rid of the president. Even talking about, seriously talking about wiretapping Rosenstein when he, go, when he went to speak with the president. The extent of the misconduct is there. But to make the point, the fact that the officially preferred candidate of the media of many in government, lied to federal officials about her email, acted in an outright contempt of Congress and the legal process and destruction of evidence, was instrumental in selling two-thirds of our country's uranium to Russia and Kremlin-controlled company in exchange for payment of $500,000 for her husband's speech he gave in Moscow, and hundreds of million dollars into the dubious Clinton Foundation were simply ignored by the FBI director, who announced that she would not be prosecuted, though we really had no authority to make that determination. Then there was the dossier that came out by a retired British spy with low-grade intelligence that has been refuted. And this dossier was commissioned and paid for by the Clinton campaign and the Democratic National Committee. This was circulated to the media and high public officials and used in the illegal and dishonest application to authorize surveillance of that campaign, of their opponent's campaign. A special counsel was uh, empowered on the false pretext that was coming out. And the collusion, which over two years, the report is supposedly, allegedly, coming out this week, and people are already saying it's going to be anticlimactic. Get ready. The special counsel that picked his staff and filled his staff with Clinton partisans, and acted very late to actually dismiss a couple people who were texting each other about an insurance policy that they had in place should President Trump be elected. Large sections of the media colluded with the Democratic campaign and produced a doctrine that anything was justifiable, no matter how dishonest, to destroy the incoming president's reputation. And dem- Now, I'm not saying he's perfect. I'm not saying I don't want him to change in many ways. 
But folks, this has happened to the point where now if a person is wearing a hat, he is free game. There are hate crimes happening daily against people who are wearing a hat. And then false narratives that are being blown up, you heard the media, that are being blown up to keep the narrative going, that it was a MAGA hat wearing. This is MAGA country. This is why we're putting a noose around your neck. It was two Nigerian friends of his who he paid to put it on. And yet the narrative overpowered the apologies. It angered people. It allowed people to call for a a revolution. The, The unorganized but widespread campaign of defamation has taken up a great number of orderly, newsworthy celebrities and was accompanied by false, unsearched stories denigrating President Trump's supporters such as the false claims about the Covington Catholic students, treatment of an elderly uh, Native American, and the false claim that actor Jesse Smollett had been beaten up by Trump supporters. The former intelligence chiefs in the nation under President Obama, Obama repeatedly have accused this president of treason, the most heinous of all crimes, and has asserted with authority that their former positions that the Russians determined the result of the 2016. They knew this has been entirely false. Those who perpetuate these stories, those who rush to judgment, those who hate because of a hat, because of Clothing. You know what? If someone walked around with an I hate Trump hat, that's his that's his right to do that. Would that person be beaten up? Maybe. And, And if he was, it would be wrong. But I want you to understand, folks, that what is happening here in our country in 2019 is an orchestrated attempt to divide. Why would news stories, why would why would the media across the country, major media networks go on a go on a rant about a story that wasn't proven? Why would they include the fact that there were maga hats being worn? That people said this was maga country. That that this that this was racist and homophobic and it had to be done by Trump supporters it had to be why did they talk about the maga hats in the Covington Catholic story why because it fulfilled a narrative it divided us it kept the narrative going these people are complicit complicit in the division of our country. If you look at the anger and the hatred that's going on in the country today, it's being fueled 
by a narrative that is being conveyed by media. Now, there's a lot of stories. I'm going to give you another one. There's a lot of stories about this emergency act on the fence and people saying, oh, he bypassed Congress on this. Well, the most people know, do you know that in 2006, the House and the Senate almost unanimously passed the Secure Fence Act in 2006, and this law is still on the books. It received 283 votes in the House and 80 in the Senate. And it required the federal government to build reinforced fencing at least two layers deep along 700 miles of the southern border. This law is still on the books. Now, it was amended, but it, was, but it is still on the books. And people don't talk about that. The media doesn't say well, maybe President Trump is just acting on a law that was already passed by Congress that was never enacted. Never, it was enacted, it was never acted upon. But you don't hear that. You hear one side of the story. We have to get back to thinking as individuals and not as groups. We have to get into looking at people not in a group setting or because of the hat they wear or because of their color of their skin or their gender or whatever. We have to begin to to force out the negative narrative that is trying to divide us. Whether you like President Trump, you don't like President Trump, whether you like Nancy Pelosi or don't like Nancy Pelosi, it doesn't matter. You need to look at the total picture and you need, we need to somehow filter media. We need to be skeptical of everything that we hear, that we read until we research it ourselves. Because right now, if you're a person who gets angry at the sight of a hat, you need to question yourself. If you're the person who gets angry because of clothing somebody is wearing or what someone says, you need to look at yourself. And you need to figure out why that would anger you. Why? To the point of striking someone. And we also have to eliminate this idolizing victims. Now, if someone is a true victim, yes. If someone is a true victim, that person deserves our empathy, sympathy, and support. But the problem with the false with, the, with media rushing to judgment is, we don't know what is true anymore. Because of things like this Jussie Smollett incident, 
we rush to judgment because it fits a narrative. And when it really happens to someone, this is like the boy who cried wolf. Sooner or later, we don't react to anything. We don't react to true victims. This is a sad commentary of where we're at. They asked, in, the media was asked, this is where we're, or they said at the end of all that montage, this is where we're at in 2019, as if that was where we were. Where we are in 2019, and the reality is we're being divided, and we need to come together, and we need to look at people individually instead of in groups based on color, based on what they wear, based on who they are. And that's the only thing that will save us. And I feel badly for the people whose agenda is to divide. We'll be back. And now, back to The Week That Was with Joe Palmisano on News Talk 1480 WHBC. I love this song. What a voice, Marvin Gaye. Not only Marvin Gaye, but Tammy Terrell. The late, great Tammy Terrell. She both was, great voices. She, well, they're both late, great. But they were, um, Tammy Terrell was amazing. I, uh, You had something to say. You were trying to say something right in the middle of all that. Dude, the, the, was it when you were talking about Jesse Smollett? Yeah. Yeah, I was just, I was looking online and uh, um, Kamala Harris did issue uh, kind of like a take back on. Kind of like? I mean, it was a take back on what she said. Yeah. You know, she just said that she said she's disappointed by the fact that something like that could happen. And she didn't apologize for rushing to judgment. She didn't. Here, let me look it up again. No, that's all right. But but the point is, John, once you yell, once you cry it out, once you scream it to the world, do you know how etched that gets in people? How did you feel when you first heard it? I mean, I was disappointed for No, I'm her. talking about before you heard that he staged it. No, all. I'm saying I was I was upset for him that it happened to him. I was Yeah, but did you kind of rush to oh, it was a Trump supporters? Yeah, I mean, of course I did, but yeah. that's also what was framed in the media. Did it make you angry? Yeah, in a sense it did. Yeah. That's the point I'm trying to make. It's also making me angry now that he did that. It's yeah. ma- it's making me actually more angry now that he would do something like that. Because now it's it's to me it's from a standpoint of someone who is a Democrat, it's it's adding it's adding fuel to a fire for for the president. To, well, to, and that bothers you. The only it so does. the only reason you're upset is because it gives more. Credibility to the president—that's what bothers you. Well, that not bothers, that it actually happened. No, no, it it bothers me that it happened too. It bothers me that he would do that because it bothers me for actual victims of things. Bingo. That's what it bothers me for, and that's—I was going to say—that's the one big thing that Kamala Harris said in her thing is that it needs to, there needs to be a line of you know actual victims, and that we give 
you know, we figure out who actual victims are and, and, and give them the respect they deserve. You know the story of the boy who cried wolf. Yes, I think everyone does. Yeah. And so you keep crying wolf, you keep crying wolf, and when the actual wolf shows up, no one comes to help. And and that's what is going on. And you have to ask yourself this. What is the motive of the media in, in, in screaming these stories out as soon as they happen? What is the motive? I think the problem with the media in this regard, and this is something that I will say 100% that's true, is that everyone in the media is trying to be the first to report a story opposed to being there's a, a famous it's not it's famous in my mind because it's you know well it is famous it's the it's the watergate thing yeah it's waiting it's waiting until you have all the facts right you know in the movie all the president's men when they showed how woodward and bernstein used the post to bring down nixon they showed that in multiple scenes when they went to Ben Bradley that he would say, wait, yes. get names, Bingo. get sources, get this, get that. And I don't fault I don't fault journalists so much for that as I do. I fault the fact of the constant cycle that comes out on Twitter that something has to be put out. If you wait, like if you were CNN or Fox and you wait to report on something like that, then you're looked at as being like the lame person who waited. See, to me, it would add credibility to CNN and Fox if they waited. It would add a ton of credibility. And reported the actual facts when they were known. But no one in today's world where Twitter is so quick to pick up on things, here's the bottom line is that... Do you think there's a motive, though, John? Do you think there's a motive to divide? There's a motive to... Why is it important to yell out that to to say that these people had MAGA hats on and said this was MAGA country? Why is that important? Because there is a very strong divide amongst political well, why, parties. But what is causing that divide? When you do that, does that help the divide or hurt the divide? I mean, it probably hurts the divide, but it's not going to... I don't think it's going to change the divide. I think there's a group of people that just look at it as they want Trump out of office. And? And that's where... And so then they're going to beat up on people who have a MAGA hat on, like that lady did in Falmouth, Massachusetts, where he walked into a diner and a lady started screaming at him and beat him up. As I said a couple weeks ago, and I don't want to make this a a huge discussion because you got to get to a break here, but I just... The the way that I believe with that hat is that even though there are probably a number of people, there's probably a great amount of people in his base that are not racist, that are not bad people, that are, you know, uh-huh. yeah. But to a lot of people... Half the country. Yeah, but to a lot of people, that hat incites... But, but, but who put that narrative out? Who put the narrative out but that isn't that it, hat represents racism? Isn't it in some sense, though, the tweets and the way that Trump handles things sometimes? I think he adds fuel to the fire, but I don't think he has said anything that is actually would cause you to say 
when he talks about immigrants, he talks about the people that are coming in here illegally that are causing crime, that are bringing drugs, that are killing Americans. You know, he doesn't talk about, he says, I want orderly immigration. He doesn't say, I don't want any foreigners in here. Well, no, no. I, I think that what's happened is that he's, how do I word this? He's made a bed of comments that can easily be perceived as racist. And, 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 and could not be perceived, depending and, on what side of the fence and, you're on. And tweets that have verbiage to them that definitely have an agenda of his own you know uh, is it his agenda or is it representing the the half the country that voted for him well i think it's his agenda in a sense because he's a he's i mean i mean we'll have to see if he gets elected again in 2020 before he's i guess here's the thing that's interesting about him with me is that before he's a president in any of this his job was to be a businessman and a man who markets himself So, so everything he does is Calculated. Is that a different than? Is that any different than any politician? Not in a sense, but again, he doesn't have the <laughs> the polish of a politician. No, he does not. And I and that's said, great. I don't like that about him. Well, that's uh, that's what I dislike about him. So so I would rather you would rather have a carefully orchestrated political machine person. Than, than a person who is actually speaking his mind in a raw and I mean, unfiltered fashion. I mean, but I don't think Obama was was a guy who wasn't like speaking his mind on I a agree. lot of things. I agree. I agree with you 100%. I think Obama was a very a very forward thinking Bingo person. and he wasn't really a politician either. He was he was in in Senate for less than a year when he ran for president. He was a, you know, he was out in the streets working with people as a community organizer. I agree with you. I agree with you. And I like that part of President Obama. I didn't agree with a lot of his policies, but I like the fact that our last two presidents have not been career politicians. I like that. There is just a part of, and and it's always going to sit with me, and, and it always will, that Trump just has this brash way about him that rubs me the wrong way a lot okay. of times. And, and that's personal. And I agree with that. That's fine. And I'm not a fan but of then you That's fine. You don't have to be. Nobody's asking you to sure. do that. And no one's asking anybody to do that. But at the same time, as I respect your opinion on that, you have to respect the guy that's walking down the street wearing the MAGA hat. And that's where I am trying to, me internally, I am trying to still understand that. And that's something... Well, you have, that's personal. Yeah, and I'm trying to still understand that. And there's a lot of people in the country that are in the same boat as me. Yeah. That are and trying they, to... that Because the, the thing is, Joe, is that it's... People are trying to understand why... A group of people, and I'm not, and I'm not looping you in, but why well, he, a group he, of people would support him? That's the issue. Maybe because they like his policies. Maybe because they want him to enact a fence that was written up and passed in 2006. You didn't, being a young man, you didn't even know that law passed. I was 13 at that yeah, time. Yeah, but it passed, and it's on the books. 
You know, and, and there's things that have gone on that need to be stopped. The swamp. The swamp. Washington, D.C. We'll continue. We're running really late. You are. <laughs> you know, but thank you. Don't sit this one out. Here's Joe Palmisano on News Talk 1480 WHBC. We are rounding third base, headed for home as spring training begins. Uh, I'm going to go to Charlie. Charlie, what's up? Morning, Joe. Good Thanks morning. for taking the call. You're welcome. Uh, I'll keep it in a general vein, so to speak. Just a comment about the media. I think most people would agree most of the media leans strongly to the left. And what I want to, uh, my message is, they are <laughs> collectively a pack of sore losers. I'll cite two examples, election 2000, election 2016. In each of those, the media thought they had a slam dunk, and they lost. Mm. And they never let go after that. They couldn't believe that they lost. They chased 43 throughout his entire eight years, and they're chasing Trump. Without any comment on 43 or on Trump, okay, it's just the media, okay? They lean left. Most the, of them do. The, pr- the problem I see, though, Charlie, is that when you incite anger and you incite division for, for merely an agenda, that is almost criminal, I mean, in the Jesse Sm- Jesse Smollett case, in the in the uh, Covington Catholic students case, and I'm glad the kid is suing the Washington Post for 250 million dollars. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great to stick them? <laughs> oh, I know, and and you know what? When you're purposely putting those out just to divide and make your case, that that is so wrong, and it's inflaming. The differences we have. A lot of people say, oh, Trump is the one that's dividing us. Well, they said Obama was the one who's dividing us. Well, maybe it's the media that is dividing us. I agree. <laughs> Charlie, thanks a bunch. Not, not, not a problem. Take you, care, you take care. Thank Bye. you. <laughs> I think we have to go to another break. We're so behind. We're so far behind. Um, I'm, the further behind... Uh, and we keep, and I'm going to keep talking, so we get further. So you're going to catch up, though, if you go to break right here. All right, we're going to go to break right here. We're going to catch up. We're going to do our contest. We're going to have some other stories, and uh, wrap this thing up. You have to catch up so you can put the mustard on on the final segment. Thank you. Add relish too. Stay tuned. I relish that.